love or what people call love is really a temporary state of insanity. If you concentrate on something, you put energy into it. And if this is emotional energy, it can give you a buzz and that feeling of what people call love. And then that becomes self-perpetuating. The more you think about it, the more energy you build up. So it's like a drug. And this is what people call love. <clears throat> now what happens, of course, is that people build this energy up and then they get married and then the reality of the person rather than just this uh, emotional image that they have um, comes apparent and the whole essence comes crashing down. And because it's an attraction of energy, energy can change and love can turn to hate and often does in these relationships. If we look at what we call abusive relationships, which is usually, but not always, a man abusing a woman. In fact, the, the most prominent abuse seems to take place between lesbian couples, but let's not go there at the moment. The woman um, loves the man, and often it's triggered by a feeling of... Um, wanting to rescue the man who she, she, who she sees as helpless. And this is what initiates that energy. And the man responds in a loving way, and this builds it up. But then the man becomes abusive. And um, the woman's now concentrating on the man, but not in a loving way, but in this because of the violence. But then he switch it back and suddenly become all loving again. And this cons... This, switch between loving and, and uh, attraction and repulsion, one might say, is a building up of energy. And this can become very intense. And this is what traps women into these relationships. You know, when people say, oh, it's as simple as men shouldn't hit men. Well, men shouldn't hit women. That's absolutely true. But the people have to take responsibility for their situation. The man has to take responsibility for being abusive. But the woman has to take responsibility for the fact that essentially we treat, we teach people how to treat us. And in these relationships, that's what's happened. Now, people say the opposite of love is hate. Well, it's not. They are two sides of the same coin, but they're not opposites. The opposite of love is indifference. Now, if you talk to anybody who's come from a, a parents who are completely indifferent to the kids, they will tell you this. Uh, often they will go out and seek attention in, in any way, even if it's through uh, abuse, because it's attention. Um, and one of the things about indifferent parents is that complete coldness, that lack of attention is worse than, um, is worse than abuse in many cases. And it's, it's sometimes from these kind of families that the um, the abused women come from because the attention, you know, they just want attention. And if it's abusive attention, that's attention. Um, they've come from a family where they have no attention at all. So this is seen as an attraction. And as I say, this um, feeling of what we call love is really like a drug. Um, uh, 
in a proper re relationship. You know, in the old days, people used to have this attraction and they would get married and they would go through a honeymoon period. Then the reality s settles in. And over a period of time, the feeling of being in love, that temporary insanity, changes to loving. Now, in a loving relationship, there's this consideration for the other person. It can take a long time to build up and it can go through many cycles. Uh, I read of a case where um, a woman uh, got a contract. Uh, this is a true story. I think I made a movie out of it. A woman uh, got a contract killing um, out on her husband, you know, to get rid of him. The contract killing fouled and the woman went to prison for two years, but the bloke insisted he was still in love with her. And when she was released from prison, they went back together. And apparently, something like 14 years later, they're still together and happily married. So it seems like you can go through these cycles and, and, and work your way through them, essentially. But of course, people nowadays, they don't want to bother when that feeling of being in, in love fades off. They're not prepared to move it into a loving relationship, which requires work. It requires consideration. It requires understanding. The, um, I think I mentioned it before, a, a little story which I, I read of um, a, a bloke and a woman who got married later in life. And this, of course, introduces uh, complications because when people get married later in life, they have their own set ways. And one of the problems that people have is that incompatibility between their ways. Often they're not prepared or they find it difficult to change their ways. And sometimes they think, well, why should I? You know, why can't he change for me instead of me having to change for him? Which is an infantile way of looking at it, but people nowadays are infantile. But in this particular relationship, the bloke was very fastidious and, um, you know, he might like stuff clean. He didn't like dirty dishes lying around and he washed stuff up and he was make sure that everything's clean and tidy. And the woman was the opposite. It's not to say that she was, you know, dirty or de debauched or anything like that. She simply had different standards as people do. And in a good relationship, you, you just learn to live with that. Uh, but um, it used to be a about in this particular relationship, it was a common problem. And then it was a very, and it caused arguments and could have even caused the marriage to split up. And the bloke said one day that he was, um, he came down in the middle of the night, you know, to get a drink of water or something. And he saw this uh, coffee cup left on the table. His wife had had it and just left the cup there. She hadn't bothered to wash it up. And his immediate thought was, you know, this is kind of uh, typical, was kind of annoyance. But it changed and he suddenly saw this cup as, a, 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 a part of his wife. This was something she did. And he realised that these things that you like or dislike, they're, they're quite arbitrary. When you form into a loving relationship, where you form into a relationship which is considerate and has that affection, which is similar to what people, you know, call being in love, 
But the feeling of being in love is just this blast of, of energy, which you get almost like a drug. The feeling of, of loving relationship is that energy that you build up over time. It has subsistence and it has maturity. And it requires work, as I say, but he saw this love as a, a part of the loving essence of his wife. And he realised you have to love the other person in total. You can't pick and choose. And it's one of these things where, and, I, and I, I've said this before and it's in my book, that you know what initially attracts you to somebody um, will repel your can repel you further off. You know, the classic example is the uh, the rich, successful bloke who goes for the um, the, the hippie uh, young girl who's, um, you know, free and so on. And she likes him because he's successful and he's got money and um, he's in control of things. And he likes her because she's a youthful spirit and she's... Uh, you know, she doesn't follow the rules and there's a kind of freedom there. And so on. But after some time, and were they to get married, after they get married, you know, she hates him because he's a control freak and he hates her because she doesn't follow the rules and doesn't do what she's told. It's the same thing, but the love has turned to hate. The same properties have uh, turned round. And that's why that story of the cup is so interesting because the same energy that used to repel the bloke, oh it's dirty and so on, actually turned around and, and, and attracted him. So we have to see the other person in total. We have to, when we go into a proper relationship, and of course many relationships now aren't proper relationships, they're just flings. Um, or, you know, the other woman in the married relationship. It's a kind of, you know, that constant thing of, of the drug, of, of that feeling of, um, of of being in love and the high, and it's um, accentuated by the kind of clandestine nature of it as well. And um, these these kind of relationships are immature, that you don't allow them to mature, you don't allow them to move into a proper loving relationship where you're together and you have to work your way through it. But in a proper relationship where you do, as I say, the energy moves from that um, high of being in love to a mature relationship and a mature energy that's built up over time. Now, in a traditional marriage between a man and a woman, one aspect of this discovering the other person, discovering the essence of the person, is discovering, is the man discovering the femininity in himself and the woman discovering the masculinity in herself. And to understand these two forces, so the understanding of the partner is a part of an evolution of the soul. The universe is, as it were, suspended between two poles, the masculine and the feminine, the yang and the yin, the active and the passive. And so the relationship of marriage is a microcosm of 
something in well beyond the cosmos and I've talked before about five dimensions and the relationship between the four dimensions that we know about in the human existence and the fifth dimension and the marriage has its counterpart in the fifth dimension um, this is reflected in many comments in the Bible and in the Quran about marriage about how marriage is a, a spiritual process it's a God-given process and the importance of it and that's why so when we talk about so-called marriage between two men or two women um, we don't have that what we have is that initial burst of energy um, in some cases it can turn into a loving relationship although you know it's often tainted as I say the, the most violence is not male on women it's, it's women on women in lesbian relationships and gay relationships also have a huge part of that but this isn't talked about because it's not politically correct but um, as I say marriage also has that counterpart in in the spiritual realm I remember reading of uh, something a, a few years ago of a, a kid in England who got a brand new car and he, he said he was he fell in love with the car and I suspect there was even sex associated with it and he wanted to marry the car now of course this was seen as a psychological aberration some years ago but because you know the um, the inmates are running the asylum nowadays would probably be seen as perfectly normal and reasonable and we we see these absurd things uh, people wanting women usually wanting to marry themselves because they've had soured relationship with with men um, many uh, lesbians become lesbians not because they're really you know naturally lesbians that's the thing is naturally lesbian but they have such bad relationships with men and it's all too difficult so they settle down with the women because it's much easier um, uh, some men have, have, have the same many men, many boys go through a period in their um, adolescence where they're, they're homosexual it's quite a normal part of the process and left to itself uh, they move from that homosexual phase into a heterosexual phase and they start being attracted towards women. One of the problems we have nowadays is there's such a big gay lobby that it almost like grabs these people. Uh, they identify with a group, they have friends in the group, you know, they suddenly realise that there's a whole community out there that accepts them. And they're evolutionary process the spiritual journey gets interrupted it gets cut off uh, many boys go through a phase of um, being transvestites or even maybe thinking they're girls but because now that gets you know immediately in intercepted and then they're given puberty blockers and so on uh, the inmates are running the asylum there's no 
process of letting things follow their natural course. I remember seeing, not, not so long ago on the web, somebody saying that the idea of something being natural was abhorrent to them. You know, it's almost like this is a throwback to medieval times or something, you know, because we all know so much better now. So this idea of letting things follow their natural course is seen as anti-scientific, you know. So we hear justifications for gay marriage by saying, oh, we're in love, without any understanding of what that means. I've also seen, um, and this is, seems to be quite common, particularly in America, people saying, oh, we want to divorce or I want to divorce because I'm, I'm out of love. I'm no longer in love with that person. Now, quite frankly, if somebody came to me for marriage counselling and said they wanted a divorce because they're no longer in love with the other person, I would say something along the lines of, well, that's fantastic. You've now got an opportunity from to move from that immature in love phase to actually developing a mature loving relationship. Um, but of course, this isn't how people think nowadays. Everything, you know, being that mature, loving relationship requires work. It requires maturity. It requires thought. It requires insight. And these are all dirty words nowadays. It's natural, and that apparently is a dirty word as well. So I fear that this, because it's based on um, a ridiculous assumption, this idea of perversions of marriage is going to get even more extreme. You know, say people marrying themselves and, and so on. It becomes a parody of the real thing. And marriage between a man and a woman is sanctified by God, not only in this world, but in the spiritual domain, because there are, um, it's a part of a multi-dimensional event that goes beyond the four dimensions that we know about and is part of the spiritual journey of the soul. But we have to let it develop. We have to let it go in its own way um, and reach that maturity. Years ago, my, my parents, and I'm sure this is true of many people of, of that generation, I, I think probably wouldn't have stayed together if they were in these modern times. But in those times, people didn't get divorced. So they went through the, the highs and the lows and the hardships and they moved into a loving relationship, um, a respect for each other. And each one knew, its pl knew their place and they knew what the, their own limitations and their own uh, good points and they knew the good points and the limitations of, the, of their partner and this is the basis of a mature relationship in a male-female relationship where male and female roles are, are more accepted this becomes easier still each one knows its place and, um, and there's no competition nowadays marriages are sort of competitive and this is what causes the breakdown of so many marriages.
you for listening. You can email me, phil at graham.net. You can look at my website, philip with one L dot graham.net. Graham is B-R-A-H-A-M. And if you send an email, put podcast in the subject so it doesn't get lost.